first and foremost, I want to say thank you, Tom, for coming on my show. Well, thank, thank you, you for having much. me. Part of my season three, where I'm exploring with people just like you, just like me, who have gone along that bumpy road, setting up our businesses. We've gone through the mindset processes um, and how we've, we've come through. And we have come through, otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here today having this conversation. Yep. So I know what you do, Tom. Tell the listeners what you do. What is it that you do? So I, you know, got in, in a very early age, I got, you know, 18 years old, got out of high school and I, you know, had been playing sports my entire life. And I loved the idea of coaching. Um, so I immediately turned around at 18 years old and decided I am going to college, but at the same time, I'm going to coach. And I coached everything from young kids in sports to high school age kids in sports, freshman teams, um, eventually making it to varsity teams. And I usually picked three sports that I love to coach. But then as I was coaching, I started to actually learn more sports and started to notice that there were a lot of people that didn't want to take the positions of sports coaching because they they do take a lot of time. But I'm curious. I'm really curious because you, unlike many, many people, you embarked upon a career that totally fed your passion. OK, right. not many people have the luxury of getting out of bed each day and doing the thing that they love. So you were doing the thing that you love all day, every day. Can you, can you take your mind back to exactly what it was that turned a page for you where you were, well, you were clearly not enjoying it. Right. You, were, you know what I mean? You were, you were almost running away from it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was, no, I was definitely running away from it. I, I mean, you, you, you pegged me, you know, that that's, that's exactly what I was doing. And, and I do, I remember I, you know, I had just met my, my wife, or who was going to be my future wife at, at age, it was late. It was like age 36. Um, and I remember talking to her about it. And I remember her coming over to my house for the first time. And it, 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 it was amazing because she came, came into this room, which I call my studio and I'm into music and I do a lot of, I started to coach people in music, believe it or not. And, and, but I stopped doing it. When I say I stopped everything, I stopped every type of coaching that I was doing sports coaching um, individual coaching. I, I stopped doing music coaching. I just, I just stopped it all. Um, but when she came over, I remember her coming into the office and just looking up on my wall. And of course I had put all my, you know, magic moments were all up there. Pictures of me with music groups, pictures of me when coaching pictures of me in tennis and, and with, with, with kids, you know, holding them with their trophies. And, and she was just like in awe looking at it. And I, I wasn't as in awe, you know what I mean? I was just like, whatever, you know, and, and we were kind of on my computer and going through stuff and I was showing her, you know, what I did and some of the stuff I did. And she was just like, oh my gosh, you, well, what about now? And I said, well, you know, I'm getting kind of tired. I'm ready to turn the page and I'm looking to, to do something different. And, yeah. um, and I remember right before we, you know, we were about to get married. I remember my principal um, saying, you know, she, she was doing her, her speech that she does to, to us teachers every, every, every day. And I was really getting tired of becoming a teacher. I mean, if I could have quit that and, and had money coming in, I would have done it in a heartbeat, but I was like, if I do that, then I'm dead. You know, I have no money. 
you know, and she said, you know, this year that the last thing I want to say to you before you start your classes, I want you to imagine that your children, and at that time I didn't have children, I was about to, but she said, I want you to imagine that your children are sitting in your class, you know, in your lesson for every single day, you know, of your, of your teaching year and, you know, make sure that what you're delivering to your students is remember that you're going to be teaching your own, you know, flesh and blood. And when she said that, <laughs> you, when you, when you say, what, what's the moment yeah. <laughs> that was the moment I, okay. I just, I, I cringed and I thought about it and I, I'm getting like, like right, right now, I'm almost getting the sweats just thinking about it. I remember thinking to myself, my God, I would never teach the way that I'm teaching now if my own children were in the classroom. Oh my goodness me. And I felt like the biggest hypocrite. I felt like the biggest, I, I, I don't even know. I remember going home telling my, my fiance, I, I was just like, this is what she said. I said, honey, I will never let my children see me teaching the way I teach. And, and, and it was simple. Well, my wife said, well, well, what, how would, what would you do? And I said, if I was in there and my kids were in there, it would look like this and I would do it this way. And I would make sure this, and, and there would be none of this. And, you know, and she said, well, why, why can't you do that? Why can't you just, and I said, I can, <laughs> I can do that. Well, then why don't you do that? And I was like, I, I don't know. You know what? You're right. Why don't I do that? You know, and, and I remember going to a program that kind of taught people how to teach a little bit differently. And I was so impressed by it. I said, I'm going to do things like that. And, and I went in that year and I probably had the best four to five years of my life teaching. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And I noticed that, you know, when I trusted my gut and I just did what I wanted to do, things just changed. Uh -huh. and, and I, and I noticed that if I, it was okay. And it's, it, but it started to like kind of validate what was going on five years prior. You know, I was looking back, I was like, maybe that was just me not wanting to do that anymore. And is there anything wrong with that? Is there any, is there anything wrong with just turning a page, ending a chapter? you know, starting something new or, or rebirth, whatever you want to call it. And that's kind of what I attributed it to. I just was like, what was telling me that I, I couldn't? And I think what was telling me that I couldn't, and I really, I want to cite you, Dee, because I've, I've never heard you say it or heard anyone say it so well, but I was listening to one of your podcasts. It's probably about two or three weeks ago. Um, or maybe it was just, it was uh, Miley Cyrus you, you cited. Um you cited something, and I think I was listening to Mindset Part 1 and 2, and you had said you were listening to an interview with Miley Cyrus and that she used the word preset. Yes. And yes, I, I was like, oh, my goodness. That is – it's the pre the pre She talks about the preset and the reset. And that – you know what? I, I can't say it any better. That's exactly right. what I was going through. I mean, because I don't even Miley, know how to – you're listening to us, I'm sure Miley Cyrus – she'll listen to us, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on her on her her her, her podcast with her dad. So, but it was so right though, and it was it was a preset. It was like you know my parents put me through college, so I have to work in the degree that they I chose to pursue. What they expect of me? Yeah, 
what they expect on me, right? My friends, you know, they're doing what they're doing. They're no, nobody is sitting at Barnes and Nobles, you know, drinking tea and reading books for three straight years because they're lost. Nobody's doing that. That's ridiculous. You know, only I'm doing that. So, you know, nobody can see me doing this because, you know, because if they ever knew what was really going on, you know, that that's, that's not, not, you know, that's not normal. You know, so I started to fall into that and I started to fall into imposter syndrome. I remember going into teaching and being like a substitute of myself. You know how substitutes substitutes work. You know, they really don't go in and teach. They just kind of go in and take the lesson plan, pass it over to the children, you know, and say, hey, your teacher left this. I'm the guest teacher today. You know, I, I I kind of felt like I was guesting for myself, you know, there for a little while. And then I was just like, you know, if I'm not going to put my heart into this and I'm not, if I'm not going to really find the passion and if I'm not going to find my purpose in, in what I really like to do, then I'm only showing up. Ha- half of me is showing up. I'm not being the best version of myself. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Now that I have children and my children are in school, I expect you teacher to be the best version of yourself, because if you're burnt out, then you need to get out of there. And that's how I felt about myself. I'm like, you know what, if I, I'm getting a little tired of this, I need to get out because that's not fair to your children. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I went into back into coaching, which I it's it's counseling. And I decided to use my message in counseling to be a high school counselor instead of being inside the classroom. And that was a change that I, I had to make. Um, and that was finally when like the light bulb came on and I was like, you know, this is this is where I got to go. And this is where I want to go. And, and, and finally, it felt so good to know that I was rowing the boat in the right direction. Even though I saw the storm, I knew that it was through the storm I had to go. Yeah. And on the other side would be where I needed to be. And that was a scary part. But at least I knew the, the way to row the boat. At least I knew the, the GPS I could set it here and that the other side would be at at a certain spot because for for a while there, I was driving about 500 miles an hour with no GPS. And and, and of course you're going to land in the same spot, you know, with the same results. I mean, you know how it is. If if you do everything the same every day, what would you expect to be different? Right. So. So that's really, that's really interesting. And I I think um, what you've just described there is almost a rite of passage because when you decide I'm going to do this with my life or I'm going to do that. Um, and, and it's something you're passionate about. There's then a whole process that could be five, 10 years before you come into your authentic self. Oh, yes. And until you are your authentic self, imposter syndrome rules. It rules and it is so Absolutely. uncomfortable. And it's it's that lack of authenticity you know and especially when you're unaware of it that burns you out because there's only so long you can play act for you can be yourself forever right so so yeah that was a good thing that you that you did hitting that brick wall is almost part of what you what you embrace to overcome Mm -hmm. the, the challenges of burnout and imposter syndrome and, and that that brick wall, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I think I heard Tony Robbins once once say it a long time ago, you know, things don't happen to us, things happen for us. Yeah. And when you start to th- change that two to four, I mean, that happened for me. And, and had that not happened for me, I, 
I mean, you're talking about two, almost two deep, almost two separate careers. You know what I'm saying? I, where the first half was just, you know, activity without purpose will be the drain to your life. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I was in those last, like, you know, first five years before I hit the wall, it was just, it was just activity. And it, and then it's, it was me recognizing, Hmm, you know what I mean? The, the, the water's draining, but I seem to either be turning a blind eye or I, or I'm not aware, you know what I mean? And that, that was a scary part. And, and another, I remember another one that this was, this was when I, 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 you know, we're talking about rock bottoms. Um, I remember my Friday nights and Saturday nights, I used to kind of go out and hang out with friends and stuff. And I just stopped doing it. I was like, I, I, I'm not having fun. Um, I, you know, this is, it, it, it's almost like wasting my time. I'm not talkative, you know, at this point. And it's like my, my social life just, just turned. And I started going to dinner by myself on a Friday night. And I started going to the same place on a Friday night. Yeah. And I would have a wine and I would eat my dinner. And then right next door was a Barnes and Nobles that was open till 10 o'clock PM. It's a bookstore. Yeah. And they had really comfortable seating and I would go in there and they had a Starbucks inside of the Barnes and Nobles and I would get a very big tea, my English breakfast, of course, that never changed. <laughs> that English breakfast has been following me since like age 18. That's my mother's thing. So I remember sitting in there and I remember, this is no lie. And this, I remember reading books and just trying to get the answers out of, out of books and self, you know, of course I'm in the self-help section, you know, with, with, with a big hat and glasses on. So nobody can see me, God forbid they keep, they see me in self-help. There's something wrong. And I'm in the self-help section looking for books and I'm picking out a book and I'm not buying them because I don't want to pay for them. And, but I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling them off the shelf and I'm reading a chapter at a time. I'm putting in my own bookmark. I'll hit you next Friday. And I remember reading through the books and then all of a sudden, I remember somebody nudging me and in my shoulder and I, and I remember waking up, I must've fallen asleep for like a good hour from like nine o'clock to 10 PM and 10 PM was closing in my tea, which I had on, you know, I was holding like kind of on my knee as I read the book fell into my lap. Didn't burn me. Thank God. But it got the book all wet. It got, it woke me up. The lady tapped me and said, you need to, sir. Um, I don't know if you noticed, you, you know, you dropped your tea. It's you're kind of, you know, you want me to bring you some paper towel? We're closing. And I was like, oh my God, I, I am so, so I, I got the, the couch all wet. I got myself wet. I, um, the, the book was ruined. So I, I offered to buy the book. And so I bought the book and it was, I was just like, what, what is going on? This is, this is, this is insane. And I remember going home and, 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 and remembering that story and just being like, this is, I'm out with a cup of tea in my lap. You know what I'm saying? What is wrong? <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't until I decided somebody had said, you know, why don't you go into something that, you know, it sounds like you want to go into counseling and all that kind of stuff and talk with a coach and whatever. And I'm like, well, why would I talk with a coach? And they're like, well, you know, in case you want to do other things and they'll help you, they'll keep you motivated and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, no, I, I got my motivation. I'm good. But I didn't really understand the difference between motivation and discipline because motiv motivation is fleeting. So how do you keep it there every day? And it was discipline that kind of got me through because you're always going to have days where you wake up and you don't, you're not going to feel a hundred percent. I mean, you know how it is to, you know, some days we just don't, feel, but we still go out and do 
You know what I mean? We still go discipline and we still, we push ourselves mm -hmm. and, we, and, and champions, you know, they, they seem to win, even when it looks like they're going to just about lose, they still seem to have something in that gas tank or something going on up here, right. That, that makes them still get through and win. And that it was my first coaching program that I actually went into that. I finally opened up my fixed mindset, which is what I had, you know, yeah, and started with a coach that started talking to me about growth mindset and progress over perfection. And don't worry if it's not fully baked, let's, you know, let's just work on this and let's, let's build. And I, I had never spoken to anybody that way. I, and, and I'd never, no, nobody's ever spoken to me that way. Um, so that was a real big one. And then once I saw the powers of coaching, that's when I decided to go full throttle and then start, my own business, Tom Step Coaching, which was, which is just all me, the way I think, the way I believe things should be, yeah. doing podcasting, helping other people, um, meeting great people, and really just believing in coaching. And once I get somebody to listen to me and believe in coaching the way that I do, they're like, wow, I, I can't believe I was, I, I was fighting this. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I fought it and I fought it for a very long time. And it's a great thing to be in any coaching of any type. I mean, we have groups for everything, but we don't have groups for mindset. So what's wrong with this picture, you know? And um, it just became, it just became a passion. So I'd say for the past, I don't know, 12 years now, it's just been, I mean, I can't get enough of, of the growth mindset. Cause that's kind of where I am now. How yeah. is the, it's, it's in, you know, it should be in the cockpit of every business. Right. Um, that's a great way to say it. That's a great way. I, I was reading a, um, a quote by Forbes magazine. Okay. Basically what well, I can't quote it because you know, I can't remember the exact words, but what they were saying in Forbes magazine was um, basically that there are so many coaches out there these days. And yes, there are so many yep. coaches out there these days. You know what? The reason there are so many coaches is because people want coaching. Anyway, they're basically trying to say that there's so many coaches out there these days and they spend so much time on mindset work and not enough time on the business. Mm -hmm. And basically the question they're asking is, are we wasting people's time? And I think, okay, that's great. But I feel if we don't spend time on the mindset work, yeah, because the thing is the, the business, you know, marketing, build a website, social media, you can teach that, you can teach that in a step-by-step -step, and it's going to be, it's going to be right or it's going to be wrong. Um, mindset work is a minefield, okay, and I feel if we don't give that to people, we owe it to the people that we're coaching to yes. take them through mindset work. What we'll end up with is lots of Toms, you in the previous life, trying to do the doing without the head being in the right space, which um, means you will hit that brick wall at some point. Yep. Oh, no, you, you, that I, D, you, 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 you say it perfectly. That is, it, it's, you know, in one of my chapters in, in, in the book, it's, I, I call it grit versus skill. And I used to think that it was kind of like 80 per, I think I told you this before, it was like, it's like 80% your skill set. You know what I mean? What, what you've learned, all that kind of stuff, the marketing, the, 
And then 20% is sort of like the enthusiasm, the grit, the, you know, your, your tenacity, your, your doggedness, whatever you want to call it. Um, you got to have both a mixture of both. And then as I started to get older, I started to notice that that shifted where I brought it to the other side where, you know, that 20% for me is no longer grit. If anything, grit is the 80% and it's the mindset and it's the 20% are the things that one, you can learn, like you said, web design, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Or you know what? You can hire people to run that part and, 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 Absolutely. and, and teach that part. You know what I mean? So, but the mindset is something that it, you know, if you don't take care of that and if you don't, if you don't work on that, on that growth mindset, there are going to be days that, and you know how it is in business, you know, things are going to go sideways you know, almost every day. So it's, it's your ability to pivot. It's your ability to solve problems. It's your ability. And if you don't have the right mindset, um, I don't care what you know how to do. You know what I mean? I don't care what skills you have. If you don't have the right mindset, you know, it's going to, it's going to come crumbling down. And yeah. and I think that's, that's kind of what happened to me. It was, it was just in, 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 in to make a, a short story long, <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. It was, it was a mindset that was just, look, this is the way things are supposed to be. This is the way I was taught. This is, you know, I've always, I've always done this. Why would I change? You know, things like that. And, and I, I, I remember the sayings like, like, you know, like, like they were like, they were like the Bible back 30 years ago, but those things will never be said, you know, today. Um, And, you know, Speaking of quotes, and I'm probably not saying it right, but I, I will cite him, is, is, is Ben Franklin. You know, going back as early as Ben Franklin, he would have a meeting around his fire with all the big leaders. This is Ben Franklin. And he would sit down and he would just, the first question out to his group at the end of every week on a Friday was, you know, who is thriving and why? And how, and how might we emulate him? Yeah. And now it was a it was a male world back then. Who is thriving and why? And how might we emulate him? And I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's like the beginning of a mastermind. That's just that's just, you know, who who thinks like that? And you know, way, way back then, but it was happening back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, who who can we look at as an example? And and how might we learn from them? I mean, that if that's not a growth mindset, way, 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 way back in colonial times. What is, you know, and so to me, it's, it's there, it's out there, but I think, you know, with society and, and, you know, like you always say the, I I love the word from your, your site, the comparisonitis, you know, that's, that's kind of the kids that I coach today. And it's, it's really, it's really neat to see them come up at 18 years old and get ready to go off to college with already fixed set mind rules in their head. And, and, and I get to, and I just love to disturb them. And, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but I love to throw in a little bit of derailment and ask questions that make them like you, you guys always say in England, ponder and, yeah. make, and, and make them think. And sometimes they'll leave my door so confused and I won't feel bad because I know that that's a question that should be what they should be thinking about anyways. You know what I mean? Because just because dad and mom said this, do this, buy this, because your coach, your other college coach said, do this, be this, this is what works, whatever. 
I don't know if I'm all for that. And mm-hmm. don't be afraid to change and change. Why would I change? This is my dream. And yeah. challenge. And I, I encourage people when I'm coaching them, challenge me too, because mm-hmm. you, you, you cannot accept everything in life without question. Right. Because if you don't, you're not thinking and, you know, and you don't have to challenge people in a confrontational way, but you need to ask questions. Does it sit right with you? Is this what I want to do? Do I really believe that? Is there truth in that? Mm -hmm. True. Is it real? Is that your life or is it my life? You know, when you, you know, even with parents, the instructions that they give their kids that we give our kids is that based on my life or is it based on their life? Oh, great point. And, it, and it's something for, for especially the people you coach, question that. Mm-hmm. Is it right? Is there truth in it? Is that how it is now? Is she, is, is mum talking about 25 years ago? Question it because the answers are there. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, it, I'll tell you that the toughest part of my job, the real toughest part of my job is, is that, when people ask me point blank, what should I do? And, you know, and I always say, look, (laughs) are you asking my opinion or, or are you asking, are you, you know, are you asking for an answer you want to hear, you know, and there's a real big difference. And, and I, I sometimes will say, look, this is what I know. This is where I've been. I'm not going to answer that question for you because if I tell you to do something and you do it, you're going to credit me, you know, as, as the best thing since sliced bread. Um, I said, and if you do what I tell you to do and it goes sideways and it goes wrong, you're going to blame me. The bottom line is this is what I know. This is what I've been through. This is my life. And all I could tell you is this can happen and this can happen. But at this, at the end of this story, nobody dies. So it's not like all the novels that you read in high school, you know, Romeo and Juliet and all the, you know, it's not, it's not that it's not Shakespeare. It, nobody's going to die here. If, if things don't go right at when you get to your school or when you get to this program, or you decide to be a nurse, or you decide to go into psychology and you decide you're going to change your mind, that's okay. Yeah, and yeah. when they hear me say that, Oh, oh no, I'm not going to change my, oh no, 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 no. I, I've always known I, I wanted to be a whatever. And I'm like, okay, but keep an open mind just in case you want to change your mind. I'm here to talk. I'm open. You know what I mean? Cause I know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like every, every three or four years, you know, you're not, you might not head into burnout, but you will change your mind. And, and the world's changing a lot faster, you know, today than ever. So it's like, you know, there, there will be think times where you're going to run into this or your, your uh, roommate is majoring in this and they tell you the benefits of this. And you, yeah. you just, you, you just decide to be cured. Like you said, you decide to be curious, you know what I mean? And that's okay, but we will have kids that will block that curious try to block that curious part of their brain. I mean, if they could, they'd probably take medicine for it because they, they, they're they just in such a fixed mindset that they're so afraid to go home to say, mom, dad, I know you just spent, you know, a hundred thousand on my nursing degree, but now I want to be a teacher. And it's like, what are you, are you kidding me? And, and it's, it, it's okay. 
you know, I forget the percentage of how many people are not using the degree that they went to school for today. You know what I mean? Um, it, I think it's almost like up to 60, 70% are not using the degree that their undergraduate degree that they went to school for. Um, and, and it just goes to show people change, people change their minds, chapters end, new chapters begin, new thoughts come across, you meet different people, different ideas, and it's, it's bound to happen. And, but for me to say that to a kid, um, especially the, you know, the, the young adult world that I work with, you know, it's, it's a little above them, um, but I, I still plant the seed because I want them to know it is going to be okay. Because again, at the end of the story, nobody dies. You will be, you will be okay. You will go through a rough period, right? You are definitely going to go through a rough period, but that's, what's going to make you sharper. You want to go through that, right? The skilled sailor did not become the skilled sailor, you know, navigating the smooth seas, right? I mean, they went through everything. That's the kind of person you would want to, you know, sail your boat. Um, if, if, you know, you know, if you're going on a vacation, you don't want somebody who has no experience. So, you know, you, um, invite those times in, invite in the uncomfortableness. And they're like, uncomfortable. who wants to be uncomfortable? And I'm like, I know you don't want to be uncomfortable, but that's how you grow. Okay. That and, and, Absolutely. That's growth and, cha and changing your mind. If you don't ever change your mind in life, then something went wrong somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I was, I was, you know, I can't believe for those two, three years, I was beating myself up for changing my mind. And, and I think it was all just because I was afraid to admit yeah. to everybody that I, I needed help. You know what I mean? I mean, how somebody like me, I'm, I'm a coach. Why would I need help from another coach? That makes no sense whatsoever. But now it makes all the sense in the world, all the sense in the world to, to, talk to somebody to, to grab a coach. I mean, we do everything else. We go to a dentist for our teeth. We go to the doctor for our heart. We go, I mean, you know, we, we bring the car in to, to get it serviced at the mechanic. Why not work on the mindset? Absolutely. You know what I mean? That, but that is like foreign, you know, people are like, no, 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 no. My mind is, I, I, this is how I am. And I'm like, well, that's how you are now, but think you can, oh, I'll never change. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm dealing with a, I'm dealing with a fixed mindset, and and you know as a coach, right? The how hard it is to break through. I mean, it's layers upon layers upon layers of a fixed mindset. I mean, they could be very thick, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But just listening to you there, so it made no sense to you in one part of your life, and it makes perfect sense to you now. Yes. Yeah. So compare for me. What is your life like now huh. as a coach? Because to all intents and purposes, you're still teaching as you were back then. Mm -hmm. um, you're still coaching. But what is your life like now compared to then? My life now is, it's a total change. It's a total metamorphosis of, even if you're only 16 years old and you're sitting across from me and I'm talking to you as your counselor, I'm learning from you yes. the same way that you're learning from me, yes. where as way back, I'm the adult, you're the kid, you do, you do what I say, you know what I mean? Don't, but, but, you know, but dad, or you did, you did this, or you turned out okay. And you uh, that, do as I say, not as I do, you know, those sayings that, that, that we're, we're told by our, our family, our parents today is a totally open conversation. It's a total admitting that I don't know everything, yeah. which I kind of knew everything back in my twenties, but 
I don't know everything. And, and the best part is I'm just starting. I'm just starting at age 50 learning. I'm just starting. And, and, and I love it. I love staying curious. I love being a lifelong learner. I may not have the right answer today, but I will tell you how to maybe find the right answer or what you could do. I'll give you some ideas. I'll just talk with you. And that to me is the most valuable thing you could do for anybody. You know, you just, just talk with them and, and have them have them sort of sit in their own backseat and, and sort of be the observant because if they're not, if they're not being the observer, right, then they're going to miss something. They, they really, they're going to miss what I missed, you know, during those, those first, like, I would say 10 to 15 years of, of yeah. coaching and stuff. It's like, I go back and I look at myself, you know, I, 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 I find people like, you know, good, thank God for Facebook, right? Because I, I find people, you know, who I've actually coached back 20 years ago, right? In sports or in, in theater and so forth. And they'll come up and say, oh my God, Tom Stepkask, how are you? Oh my goodness. You know, it was because of you that I went into theater and I did this and did that. And I hug them and, and we hug and I just, I hug them tight and I say, I'm so sorry. And then they, they, they unhug me and they're like, sorry for what? And I'm just like, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. I was not what I am today. The best version of who, of, of who I am. I'm, I'm sorry for anything that I said. I don't even remember what I said to you, but I do know that a lot of the things that I said came from a fixed mindset and, and I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm glad you, you turned out great, but it's, you know, if I ever offended you in, 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 in saying anything that I said to you, I, you know, I'd, and they'll even say to me today, they're like, wow, you're, you're, you're so different than what you were, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was, I was the best parent before I actually became one, yeah. um, you know, before I had my own children and uh, it, it was yeah, now I have my own children. And now it's like, whoa, what a, what a, that's just another added layer. You know, we could, well, we'll hit, that's a whole nother podcast, right? Right. <laughs> <D>? <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. Tom, that, that journey is amazing it's absolutely amazing and I think um it's it's similar to so many other people in that you have to fall down scrape your knee run into a brick wall fall off your bike before you can ride the bike not fall over kind of thing you have to you have to feel that pain you have to go through that that passage um, to understand, I mean, would you have understood imposter syndrome had you not, if you had just stayed in autopilot, you know, you would have been blissfully unaware. So I think, you know, even though you're apologetic, um, which I totally understand. Yeah, you know, it's... To people you coached, that it almost sounds as though that part of your life was about your growth more than anything else. Yes. Yeah. Um, for which I'm sure you're grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I... Um, and yeah, it's, it's just an amazing journey, an amazing journey. And obviously youngsters are benefiting from you now. Okay. The best yeah. version of you, where can people find you? Anybody um, listening, where can they find you? You know, it's, it's all, it's, it's on all of the, the, uh, different sites. Um, you know, your, your Facebook, it's Tom step coaching, it's Instagram.com slash Tom step coaching, or just tomstepcoaching.com. It's, 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 it's pretty simple to find me. Um, I'm going to be talking about, you know, something like this, very similar. I'm doing a webinar on Saturday. Um, and it's, it's, uh, basically, you know, finding your, uh, 
sort of finding your real line, I call it, in, yeah. in that it, 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 it's, it's, it's okay to change and it's, it's okay to find your real line for success, you know, and, and your realignment. And it's, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make, make mistakes because that, that's how we learn, you know. So that's, you know, just everything TomStepCoaching.com is probably the easiest Fantastic, fantastic. Look him up. Tom, yeah. thank you very much for being on the show. That's just, that's an amazing story. It really, really is. An inspiring one as well. And what I can take away from it is, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And even when you're not okay, it doesn't mean that you can't still go forward mm-hmm. um, as you have done. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Dee, for, for, for having me this I call this more of a session than I call it a podcast because this is the way that you say things. It, it just, it, 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 they're just another validating uh, or another way that, that I could just simply, you know, work, work with other people. And, and if you don't mind me using some of your terms and stuff, this has been, this has been more like a session than, than an actual interview. So <laughs> this, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed being here and, and, and um, you know, hopefully we could do this again in the future. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you.